Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. Welcome to episode 13 of Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. This one's called Be Yourself for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I just wanted to say, episode 13, we're doing well here. I've never been consistent at anything in my life, so I'm really quite proud of myself that I've managed to put out a podcast episode every Saturday for 13 weeks. Anyway, this week's guest is Patience Ogumbona. Now, Patience is a lady I met in Las Vegas, and... She helps people of all ages to be their self, to play to their strengths. And as she says, by the time people reach 50s, sometimes they've got quite pessimistic about the likelihood of succeeding just from experience of their experience or others' experience and knowledge of what could go wrong. So she helps people to get over that and play to their strengths and use their experience to help them succeed. So we'll hear from patients in a moment. But how's your week been? Mine's been pretty good. I've had a meeting with my friends Jane and Jane about our forthcoming little walking holiday and the Camino in Portugal, the Camino de Santiago. I've never done a walking holiday before. So I've bought my backpack. It should come today, I think. And waterproof jacket I know I know it's going to be high 20s when we're there in Portugal but I'm British so I want a little pack away waterproof (laughs) with me just to keep me safe so I'm preparing for that and apart from little weekends in the lakes I've never actually done a walking holiday but guess what I might be going on the Inca Trail next next year because another friend suggested that and I said oh yes I'll be up for that Now, looking back, I wouldn't have agreed to all these new experiences because I was too wrapped up in other people's idea of what I should be, you know, a career woman or a mum or a nan. Nans don't do that kind of thing. Do you know that kind of attitude? And I was quite proud, actually, when my daughter said, oh, mum, you'll go to the opening of an envelope. I know, because I'm not being closed-minded anymore. I am going to be myself. Which brings us nicely into my interview with Patience. I hope you'll enjoy it, but first, a little handy hint. Here's a handy hint. Who remembers recording music onto cassette tape? All of us, a And who's still got some of the boxes and tapes? Me. Right, here's a little hint. And it's upcycling as well. Get the box, you know the Perspex box that the cassette came in. Open it up, take the tape out, bend the box back on itself to form a little stand. And the little lip at the bottom makes it a great stand for your mobile phone. What about that? And like I said, We're upcycling. 
my guest this week is Patience Agumbonna. Ag- yes, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> who is a lovely lady who I met on my recent trip to Las Vegas. Again, another mm-hmm. plug for Las Vegas. I've mentioned it, I think, at every possible opportunity. <laughs> and Patience and I became quite good friends because we were staying in the hotel and we travelled to the conference together and had a few uh, animated conversations over meal times together, didn't we? So We did. Lovely <laughs> conversations, yeah. Now, Patience lives in the UK, in Kent, and she's a transformational coach but before i ask her what that means i just want to ask you have you always been a coach okay so thanks marcia well i think there are two titles i would want to go by the first one being the aligned business strategist Mm -hmm. and transformational coach so um i have always wanted to discover how to empower people so to speak and these two sides of me help to empower people i.e transformational coaching is about yourself and how you can transform yourself then once you do that and you feel empowered you want to channel your passion into something most times for many people is entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and therefore being an aligned business strategist is bringing all that yourself together so that you are, um, you know, you are working at your as your best self, but then bringing in the element of having the know-how to create an aligned business in line with your values, your passions, and what you really want to give the world, you know, at the end of the day. So that's that's um, me in a nutshell, or that's the mm-hmm. title. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and have and you think- always worked in the area of of helping people to develop? So I think yes and no. So uh, profession-wise, I trained as an accountant and then trained as an internal auditor. Mm -hmm. So, and that means helping people in a different way. So helping organizations. So both are about, so I guess accounting is more about making sure that you get your figures right. You stay out of trouble with any authorities that you need Mm. to provide your taxes and everything else to um, but internal audit takes it to that personal level, which is that you um, look at as a business person or as a, as a company, what do you want to achieve? What are your objectives? And so then what are those risks that you need to put controls in place to stop from happening? Because yeah. if they happen, that means your business will not survive. That means things will go wrong. You know, make a profit, all those kind of things. So it's always been, but going back to childhood, if you ask me, I would say I wanted to be a medical doctor. So <laughs> I'm a lady of many talents and many directions, <laughs> which, which is something people struggle with because um, the truth is you can have many directions but at the end of the day, you want to find a fulfilling pathway for mm. yourself. What makes yeah. you happy? What expresses you? Mm. And so, um, and part of the reason why I wanted to be a doctor was because I wanted to really help people. Because mm-hmm. health, health-wise, health is wealth, isn't it? Like mm. they say. Oh, yeah. But as you know, whatever the age, if you don't have health, you don't have energy. Mm-hmm. So you can't deliver what you want to deliver. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So even your thoughts about being a medical doctor 
and the accounting and auditing and then the coaching they're all working with people on a deep level a guidance helping level so that must have always been there but like you say that one of the the essences of and the reasons for directory of a dream life 50 plus podcast and workshops etc is because a lot of people have reached this age and they're still not doing what their passion is what they want to do so when you talk about the fulfillment and channeling their passion as a coach do you find that a lot of your clients are this age group or is it that younger people are being brought coming up with the idea that yes i have to live in alignment with my desires do they realize it and we're only just coming to it kind of thing i think everybody in this in in this day and age a lot of the young people are more risk-taking than um if you grew up in the older generation or you are you know in the older generation you're probably looking at the speed of change and going, oh my God, things are moving so quickly. Yeah. They're moving fast. But for the young people, that experimentation tends to help them or work well if they're not curtailed. So I think um, for me, it's a mixture of clients. I have not too young, uh, the very young as well, because I do work with youth. And I believe mm -hmm. that sometimes if you have the right foundations, then what you we experience so that's that's my passion or that's my give back with the young people is that if they understand the value of uh being self-aware mm -hmm. of, of of getting out of their own way in terms of their mindset then the kind of adult they become they would have created a pathway that doesn't have confusions mm. you know that you know it's it's a smoother ride mm. then they, they, they i do have the middle age group who um, for women, I feel like it's age. There are different stages that you go through. When you're a woman of 30, there's a way you feel about yourself, mm. um, depending on where you are. Then when you're 40, there's a way you feel about yourself. When you're 50, at different points in time, um, I think we get a nudge to do something about how we feel. Mm. But it depends on how people take that further or they let they just bury it based on their reality their mm. circumstance you know and things like that so i find that a lot of people in their 30s they are looking for confidence confidence mm. then a lot of people when they reach 40 they say oh i don't give a hoot what people mm. think some people find their confidence suddenly not because they've made the job but because they they're fed up of really trying to play to other people's music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then on the other hand, some people don't. So some people, what I find is the 40-year-old lady is kind of uh, at that phase where she's saying, oh, I really, I really think I should explore being my true self. So that begins a journey of exploration. Mm. Then I, I have worked with um, people that are in their 50s as well, you know, and over. But, but, but it's, it's different in the sense that... Um, they are now more um, cautious about life, mm. <laughs> you know, where you see the sprightly young person um, jumping around and yeah. you think, oh, yeah, you still have time to fix any failures and any mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But, but the person who is getting towards the 50s is saying, 
I really need to start preserving what I have to survive. You know, I can't take risks. And so yeah. sometimes yeah. is that, is that mindset of being more preser- life preserving, mm. you, you know, too much about people's failures or failures that you've mm. had. And you just think I might as well just coax through life mm. rather than allow myself to dream big and to mm. think big. But when we th- yeah, but when we think about people like Estee Lauder, people like KFC, who mm-hmm. are, who have impacted and left legacies in the world today, starting uh, at a later stage can have its benefits of using the experience as well. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I try to encourage my clients that you know yeah. you have so much to use. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, when you get to fifties, I think there is a reluctance, and and sometimes. Sort of well, this is what life threw at me. I've just got to accept it. That you know, it's too late to do anything about it now. And mm. I mean, the point I always try to get over is, you might say, well, I don't want to dream big. I don't want a big house. I don't want to live abroad. I don't want to travel. But are you happy with everything about your life? You know, can you make tweaks to, don't know, your relationship, your your finances. Um, you know, anything mm. that can make, are, are you living how you want to be living? No mm. matter whether it's a big life or a little life. And mm. like I, say, I think when you're older, you do kind of think, oh, is it worth taking the risk? Mm. But, you know, we could have so many more years left. Of course, it's worth risking if you've got, if there's something about yourself that you think, I wish I'd changed that earlier on. Still change it yeah you know like if you think oh well i wish i'd i wish i'd studied law and it takes three years to study law and i'm 50 now well mm. still going to be 53 whether you study law or not so you might as well <laughs> try and achieve something that you want to achieve you know mm. but, um yeah and i just wondered whether you work a lot with new entre- entrepreneurs don't you mm. are many of them in the 50s or are they across the three ages that you've just mentioned so my ideal client ranges from um the ages of let's say 30 to 55 so Mm. that's the age range that Mm. i I feel that i can work with in terms of ideal client Mm. that doesn't mean i can't go the other way but um and what i find is a a high percentage of them are female that actually pay attention to what I'm trying to say. Right. So what I was going to say with regards to people who may be in their 50s is they have this pessimism about whether happiness is possible. Mm. Yeah. And so because they have seen it all, they've seen a lot of um, things that have happened over the years. And depending on how you've lived your life, if you've been pessimistic all all your life, then it's Mm -hmm. difficult to suddenly be optimistic. Mm. Because when you look at the the re- current reality of the world, the governments and things have gotten worse. So, so rather than yeah, better, yeah. so there is there is the temptation to say, is it truly possible to find happiness that I am seeking? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's it, it's looking at it from is happiness lying in exerting myself in the risks that entrepreneurship because. The truth is entrepreneurship is a journey of the unknown. Mm. But what a 50-year-old might have advantage of is having been doing something for years. So take, for example, you want to go into consultancy. Mm. 
at that age, you probably have so much experience that people are more willing to actually trust mm. that you can deliver the results when you yeah, think about it yeah. that way. Yeah. So th there is a benefit in the older generation whereby you don't have to overly prove yourself if you have made those journeys. Mm -hmm. but, but say you're just starting something totally new as well. Mm then some people, one of the challenges is the doubt that they can learn all that they need to learn to be able to deliver the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, the truth is, in this day and age, you don't have to. You don't have to do it all, whether you have 12, whether you're 15. You need to be able to understand where your strength lies, do mm -hmm. that consistently, and see how you can give up the rest to other people to do. So you don't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. you, you just need to think about what you are good at and can do very well. And that is what your focus is and build a business where you can um, outsource or give up elements of it to other people to, to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then you focus on what you're good at. Yeah. So yeah. it is still possible. It's thinking possibility mm -hmm. rather than impossibility. And, and obviously for whatever age you are, to be able to take the risk, you have to not just, um, it, it goes beyond confidence. It's about mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you have to, you have to have that mindset that would give you the empowerment to do what you want to do. So, yeah. and I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was having this conversation earlier and what you say about happiness, it, it all stems from that, whether you believe it's possible or impossible. I think it all comes down to the, the upbringing that I had of, and the thought we had that I'll be happy when, mm. you know, whether it's when I leave school or when I get married or when I, when the kids leave home, when I retire. And, but we know actual picture of what happiness will look like. So when that happens, you, you still don't know what you should be doing because yeah. it taught us to write it down and plan out a goal, plan out a path of how to reach your goal. And so I think that's the reason we find it very difficult to imagine that anything's possible, you know, because we yeah. can't imagine it ourselves. We weren't brought up like we were brought up to be realistic, you know. So I think that's, I, I, that stumps a lot of people. I think when it comes to possibility thinking, it's, again, about the core belief system of a person. Mm -hmm. Um, we tend to think in scarcity that there's something missing in us. And some of us tend to feel we have a lot to give. Like I said, the older you get, the more you have to give. Mm, and it's just, a question of, it's just a question of what is it that I'm good at? What is it that I really want to live? What is it? And, and you're right, it's defining what happiness means. Mm. You can create a picture of 100% or 10 out of 10 of what your life should look like, mm. then, then you can start working backwards from that 10 out of 10 to today mm. and, see, and see what, then that begins to say, actually, if I move this goalpost here, if I move that goalpost there with this person in my life and that person in my life, um, I can make this shift to get to 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest challenge as well that I find with most people is when it comes to 
self-discovery sometimes you've got to drop some things you've got to move away from some people mm -hmm. yes and you've got to negativity yeah and... you've got to change the status quo mm. but the problem is the older you get the more important relationships are mm. because loneliness is a big thing we know that in this country in the uk mm. um i was watching the other day and thinking i might volunteer for this where I can pick up the phone and call somebody because entrepreneurship on its own is lonely when you're in the house. Mm. But we have an excuse. You can go networking. Yes. Yeah. But the older person is different in that way, in the sense that as you're getting older, you're beginning to see yourself as retiring mm. in many ways than one. So if you have a clique of people who are all protective and pessimistic and, uh, you know, grumpy old man or grumpy old woman mm. kind of being. Yeah. Want, that's where you have your laughs. That's where you find your camaraderie. Mm -hmm. The risk is when you begin to talk entrepreneurship, when you begin to talk those risk things, uh, it's not something that will go down well there. No, they will talk yeah, you out. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> Ron who said you are the average of the five people that you spend your time with. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you've got to move into conversations with people who who think the same way that you do haven't you yes like, like, just last, pulled under. like the journey we've made to las vegas now mm. that is a classic example of going to meet other women mm. different place you've had to make that decision and this is an adventure and you remember what we did we really had an adventure when we went to vegas yeah, yeah. um and that's a new lease of life you won't get sitting down listening for what, what are you going to do there, uh, Marsha? What mm. exactly is it? You can have a ladies' day out, but going to speak? I mean, what's, exactly. yeah. what, what? And there will be people who will be like not in your circle who will um, be able to encourage you. You have to encourage yourself. Mm. I think that's the difficulty for many people when it comes to business. You have to have the self belief, self awareness, courage to move away. And confidence, those things are key, mm. you know, so, you yeah. know, that you can do it over time. Mm -hmm. You'll find yeah. a way. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Everything comes down to it's the way you think, whether you're talking about having self-confidence or whether you're happy or whether you want to do something different with the rest of your life. It's all mm. about changing the way you think, isn't it? It all comes yeah. back down to that. Yeah. Mm. And just moving on a little bit, you wrote a book, didn't you? Yes. What, what and, was the book about? And the book is very useful, even for your audience as well. Um, it's called Aspiration to Transformation, 10 Steps to Get You from a Place of Discomfort to Your Empowerment mm -hmm. Zone. Right, right. Now, the reason why I wrote this book was for people who actually would struggle with mindset. Yeah. Would struggle with oh, where do I start my journey to, to changing myself or mm -hmm. to even moving on to entrepreneurship? They know that they lack confidence. They know that they have limiting beliefs because at some point as you get older, even if you're not making the great effort to be aware, you're aware that some things are not working for you mm -hmm. and not creating the life that you want. Mm. So aspiration to transformation is about those aspirations that you've held for years mm. now you need to go on that transformational journey 
to be able to realize them. But how do you take baby steps? These mm -hmm. 10 steps are about the key things. People have struggles with reading very big books. As you can see, my book is not big and it's deliberately done that way to capture the key concepts. Mm -hmm. so once you know that, yeah, this is the gap I'm missing. Chapter one says aspirations. What are they and how do you make it work? And chapter one has um, information about the theory of motivation, mm. for example. Yeah. Then you move yeah. to chapter two and it talks about self-awareness. You've got to know yourself to grow yourself. That's mm -hmm. the key message. Um, you know, so how do you get to know yourself? It's like making sure that you look at the person in the mirror, the feedback you get, don't be afraid to deal with it and handle it. But also find your strengths and the controllable things in your life. As you work on the controllables, the uncontrollables become possibilities, you know? So that's yeah, what the book, yeah. the book is really trying to target people who, um, whatever the age level, to mm. make them believe it is possible to change. And the way to change is to change yourself. Mm -hmm. It is possible to achieve what you want. Change yourself. The book also offers you the opportunity, like chapter three talks about goal setting. But I, I don't encourage people to do goal setting mm -hmm. until they have done self-awareness and tuned yeah. into who, what they want to be. Once you yeah. do that, you're setting goals that are really aligned. That word alignment comes yeah. With, yeah. with who you are. And it kind of helps you to think more about what is then possible. So when you're setting goals, it's about, you know, the smart says realistic. You can be more realistic when you're more aware. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and when I think you're aware, when you've worked out what it is that you actually want. Rather. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like a, a, a great starting point for people to start questioning where they are and how can I change? Mm. Um, are you able to give us links for getting actually, hold of the book and for your website? Yes, actually, and even better, I have designed a program around it. That means that over a five-week period, you can actually not just read the book, you can mm. implement. You can implement because right. you can use the action sheets. So the, the program is um, currently I'm doing like a, a summer you know, discount on it. Mm -hmm. So basically it was going for 397, it's now 117. And the idea is that you just don't read the book. You, you, you have a video teaching, which I'm talking about and giving examples and some key nuggets for you to mm -hmm. take away. Um, and then you have the action sheets that help you take action based on what you've done. Use right. the information for yourself. Yeah. But yeah. also there are bonuses in there, like there's a webinar about procrastination, there's a webinar about how to turn your ideas into a profitable business. All that is a bonus within there. Right. There's also bonus discount for people to come take advantage of a service to discover their strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'll provide a link for all of that, that people can okay. access if they want to. Yeah. yeah that'd be great. And when will that be valid until, cause bearing in mind that if somebody was to look back on the podcast, say in a few months time, what's the cutoff date for the offer on your course? We could say that um, depending on when people are watching this, mm. so they can say, can I get a discount because I'm a viewer of Marshall yeah. or something like that. Right, or right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I can put all this in the show notes as well. So that yes. Um, yes. if people do want to access your, your book or your course, they yeah. can get, um, a link to that. Mm. Um, 
I've got one other question that I need to ask. Yes. Asking all of my speakers, all my speakers, all my guests. Um, if you were to meet the teenage patients now, what would she be proud of when she met you? And what would she wish that you'd done differently with your life? Um, okay, so firstly, I think she would wish that I had discovered the things I know now much earlier. Mm. Because I guess I would have got the freedom, both financial, both physical, that I want. Mm -hmm. Because I would have been able to channel it. However, what she'd be most proud of is that I didn't give up on seeking to discover it. Mm -hmm. But more than that, she'll be proud of the fact that I have come to a place of self-acceptance, which as a teenager and in my early 20s, 30s, that was a struggle. Self-acceptance was difficult. Right. Um, and being too, being too hard on myself, hence preventing myself from moving forward. Mm -hmm. But she'll be proud of the fact that the woman today is is just um willing to fail forward really and not seeing failure as the be all and end all, end all mm -hmm. of who she is yeah yeah and letting it define her so that would be what i think my teenage self would be happy mm -hmm. that i have arrived at this destination yes yeah i i, I can um associate with that because failure is what stopped me and i let it stop me yeah which is stupid i wish i hadn't thought that way yeah if, if it happened now it wouldn't but yeah yeah going back here that's yeah that would be my one regret one regret i think or might do differently for next time i'm here yeah yeah <laughs> oh i know you're really busy patients and i just want to say thank you so much for spending some time on my podcast and i will put the links in the yeah. show notes and it just remains to say have a lovely day yeah thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure thank you very much great and i hope to see you again soon yes definitely see you soon see you thanks patient here's a life hack that has hit my radar way too late to be of use for my children and even my older grandchildren but for the younger ones and, well, for myself, as I gradually lose my marbles, here's a good reminder of which side the knife and fork goes when you're setting the table. Fork has the same number of letters as left. Knife and spoon have the same number of letters as right. I know, you've got to be able to spell, but nonetheless, it might come in handy. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available across several platforms, so please keep listening. There are relevant links below in the show notes, along with links to followers on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at gurgleit.com, that's M-A-R-C-H-I-A at G-U-R-G-L-E-I-T dot com or just leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.
PS. Can you do a PS on here? Well, I've done it anyway. Don't forget to send in any hints and tips, life hacks that you want to share with us. Just record your voice message at www.anchor.fm forward slash ddl50 forward slash messages. I still can't say it. See you soon.